Where the blue of the night meets the gold of the day, someone waits for Wait a minute, folks. You ain't heard nothing yet. Hello, Al Jolson speaking. Al, this is Ken Carpenter at the Kraft Music Hall. You're supposed to be over here. From Hollywood, the Jimmy Durante Show. A dink a dink, a dink a doo, a dink a ding. Oh, what a doo! A dink a dink, a dink a doo, a dink a ding. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of the Bing Crosby Show and the Al Jolson Show and the Jimmy Durante Show. Another of our triple shot instead of Sundays. Now we're going to have triple shot Tuesdays. Uh, we've moved the show to Tuesday night for a number of reasons. I won't get into all of them other than to say we have an opportunity now to hear all three shows in amazing sound so i think you're really going to enjoy the upgrades that we're bringing you now without further ado let's get into it uh, bing crosby today has as one of his guests walter o'keefe who in wikipedia it says walter o'keefe was an american songwriter actor syndicated columnist broadway composer red radio legend screenwriter and musical arranger as well as a TV host he had an amazing career and it's gonna be fun to hear him with Bing Crosby the other person Bing has on this show is the Lone Ranger himself at least from radio Brace Beamer and so I think it'll be fun for you to hear radio's um, Lone Ranger and they'll have a lot of fun with that now tonight as far as performances go, uh, I'll walk you through that really quick. First, Bing's going to come on and they're going to sing with a hey and a hi and a ho, ho, ho. Then following that, they'll sing the best things in life are free. Uh, then he'll sing Saluta Senor Jolson with Walter O'Keefe. Uh, he's going to later sing Kate how soon will I be seeing you? Uh, he'll close the program with that one. And we have some great shows coming up with George Burns and Jack Benny and Gracie Allen. Just some wonderful shows in the future weeks here on the Bing Crosby Show. Uh, after Bing Show's over, we'll head over to the Jimmy Durante Show. But Jimmy Durante is not on the show. I'll explain more that, about that at the beginning of that show. I have a little intro. And it, it, to replace him they found Bob Hope. So we get a chance to hear Bob Hope hosting the Jimmy Durante show with his guest Victor Moore. After that we have the Al Jolson show on Kraft Music Hall with Al Jolson, Oscar Levant, and their guests, guest William Powell. William Powell is a fantastic actor and singer and 
just a very talented guy all the way around so you're in for a great evening tonight and let's get it started with Bing Crosby and his great guests when the blue of the night meets the gold of the day someone Waits for me. This is Ken Carpenter welcoming you to Philco Radio Time, produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Bears, and Bing's guests, Walter O'Keefe, the Lone Ranger, and Rudolph Schmohopper. And now I would like to present the first Robin of the new year, Bing Redbreast Crosby. <laughs> First Robin, yeah. you're pretty heavy with those bird introductions, aren't you? <laughs> What's the matter, Bing? Don't you like birds? I love birds. One of my dearest friends is a carrier pigeon. I've known him ever since I was a little child. <laughs> I'd like to see him carry you now. This pigeon, <laughs> this pigeon and I struck up quite a friendship, you know, Ken, when I was a kid. Is that so? Mm -hmm. I did him a favor years ago by putting his broken wing in splints and nursing him back to health. Oh, tell me more, Uncle Remus. <laughs> well, when his wing was completely healed, he flew away. And I didn't hear from him for many, many years. Did he finally repay your kindness? Indeed he did. A long time later, I was fishing up in Nevada. Happened to run out of bait, so I decided to take a little nap beside the purling stream. Mm -hmm. While I was sleeping, that very same pigeon came swooping down out of the clouds and dropped a worm in my mouth. <laughs> no kidding. No, I took the worm, I put it on a hook, I caught a two-and-a-half-pound cutthroat trout. Really? Would you believe me, Ken? To this day, that trout is one of my best friends. Oh. What happened to the carrier pigeon? War broke out. He joined the Signal Corps. He flew messages all over Europe. Is the pigeon still in the Army, Bing? Oh, no. He lives out in the valley now. He's just built a beautiful plexiglass nest on the G.I. Lone. Oh, no. I sent him a life-size statue of my brother Everett for the front yard. I think... <laughs> well, enough twittering about my feathered friend, Mr. Carpenter. The rhythm airs and John Scott Trotter are here with a hay and a high and a ho-ho-ho. So let's start pitching a little hay. Oh, the flute was a little late. Let's get a better start there. Where were you, Jack? Besides, <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> with a hey and a high and a ho, 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 you start off the day with a glow, ho, ho. Sing all the way as you go, ho. With a hey and a high and a ho, ho, ho. With a hey and a high and a ho and a high and a hey and a high and a ho, ho. Up go the blinds and you know, ho, ho. It ain't gonna rain anymore, ho, ho. Song's gotta shine cause you made it so. With a hey and a high and a ho, ho, ho. While you buy the paper, hum a little happy little hum. Cut a little caper, singing happiness, here I come. With a hey and a hi and a ho, ho, ho. You smile from your head to your toe, ho, ho. Pack up your blues as away they go. With a hey and a hi, a hey and a hi, a hey and a hi and a ho, ho, ho. Plinkety-plink, 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 ho, 
tried real hard. Say, Bing, I've been thinking about that pigeon friend of yours of the new plexiglass home. Has yeah. he gotten a radio for it, Jen? I don't know, Ken, but I do know he's having a big nest warming next week. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Why don't you run out there, hustle him a Philco? Well, that's an idea, Bing. What uh, model do you think he'd be happiest with? Well, offhand, I'd suggest one of the push-button Philcos. Of course. With his beak, he can push in any station he wants. His beak? Yeah. My pigeon wouldn't use his beak. He's got a woodpecker for a butler. <laughs> Oh, Bing, <laughs> Philco already gives you every luxury but a butler on some of those magnificent new consoles. Who knows? Maybe next year's Philco's will come equipped with a built-in butler to push the buttons for you. Meanwhile, it's a sense to tune in stations sharp as a razor on any Philco. And those custom-built Philco radio phonographs even do it for you by motor. With Philco push-button motor tuning, you can press a button and dial direct from a standard station to an FM station and back again. No band switching necessary. It's just one small refinement among the many new services you get at the lowest possible cost, thanks to the resources of the world's largest radio manufacturer. And it all pays off in more for your radio money, the top value at every price, from Philco the leader, famous for quality the world over. MGM's gay musical, Good News. Here's a good tune called The Best Things in Life Are Free. I accept Philco's, of course, for which there's a small token payment. There are so many kinds of riches And only one of them is gold The wealth you miss Remember this Worthwhile things cannot be bought or sold. The moon belongs to everyone. The best things in life. 
if I free the stars belong to everyone they gleam there for you and me the flowers in spring the robins that sing the sunbeams that shine they're yours they're mine and love can come to everyone the best things in life are free Robins that sing, the sunbeams that shine, they're yours, they're mine, and love can come to everyone, the best things in life. Guest time has arrived, I see, but not Mr. Schmohopper. Where can Rudy be? Oh, well. Let's turn to a very happy alternative in the person of a guest who paid us a jolly visit about a month ago. Ladies and gentlemen, here's that wonderfully whimsical wag, Walter O'Keefe. Thank you, Bing. That was uh, truly an inspired introduction. Walter, it's a real treat to have you with us again. We had so much fun the last time you were on the show with us. Ah, yes, Bing. What laughs. It was all so festive. Did the wife and kids uh, like the show, Walter? Well, up to a point, Bing. But they were horribly disappointed because I didn't sing. <gasps> Walter. Yeah, they listened clear through Henry Morgan, hoping to hear my flute-like voice. <laughs> you know, I clean forgot about a song for you. Dirty forgot. Oh, dear, I'm a cad. A mm -hmm. big 16-cylinder cad. <laughs> You know that big picture of you that hung in the living room? Yes. It's now turned to the wall in the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> Bing, how about it? Are you going to overlook my vocal talent again this time? No, Walter, tonight you sing. Well, Bing, I've written a song about Jolson. A song about Jolson? Mm -hmm. Something flashy? Uh, naturally. It's a calypso, a Cal sort of a saga of Al Jolson. Well, I've never calypsed much, but I've sagged some. I'll go ahead if you'll just start it for me. Sound the siren, clang the bell, let the trumpets blare. Here he comes, Senor Al, the newest king of the air. And he's still got all his own hair. The kid is loaded. When he sings Mammy, it isn't Hammy. He often sings on key. Oh, what an actor. Quel quaint character. He sings his best on bended knees, selling mucha velvita. Saluta, Senor Holson. As an entertainer, no one is his equal. So the story of his life has got a sequel. 
This caballero's very clever. It looks as if he'll live forever. This hombre's popular, that's why he's such a star. Radio's find of the year. It says here. Oh, how old is he? Quien sabe? You should live so long. Like old man River, he don't know nothing. He just keeps rolling along. Que hombre madre de Dios, te quiero comprendo. This man Saga has spoke Sagaga. He sold his story twice. That means more money, oh so much money, which makes his home life very nice. Very nice. Saluta, Senor Holson. He was loved by everybody's great grandmother, as he is today by everyone's kid brother. He's like a cartoon drawn by Disney. But what a time he's having, isn't he? Incomprehensible, most indispensable radio find of the year. His first picture, the jazz singer in Warner Brothers employed. Made movie history, and that's no mystery. That's what he sang, that sunny boy. And he made that kid climb up on his knee and sit there for seven years. He reels. sings an old song and makes it new. He makes a new song old. He sings the vocal, but he's no yokel. He sings it straight from the shoulder. Takes many a bow. Saluta, Senor Holson. The Academy Award for Brilliant Acting. That's an honor Mr. Jolson's not expecting. Now with his new show, he's a new man. He thinks he sings as good as Margaret Truman. This guy is regular, that's why he's popular. In the vernacular, he shoots a Carson part. That's why he's such a star, very spectacular. Radio find of the year. All his agent, amigo. Fine, fine Calypso, really great. It'll sell a million copies. And if I know Jolson, he'll buy them all. <laughs> if I know Jolson, he can afford it. <laughs> Anyhow, Bing, what? thanks for letting me do my song. Now I can go home and face the family. Where are you going? Don't scamper out of here yet. I want you to meet a fellow who, who will really put you in solid with your kids. What is he, a bubblegum bootlegger? Oh, no, this, <laughs> this fellow's a breakfast food man. He sells Cheerios and Kicks. Bing, you don't mean... I certainly do. Here he comes now. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dusk, and a hearty eye. Oh, Silver, the Lone Ranger! <laughs> welcome, welcome to Philco Radio Time, Ranger. Thanks, Bing. Hello, Mr. Ranger. Hello. Say, hey, is this your oldest boy, Bing? No, no, that's... <laughs> that's Walter O'Keefe. He's older than I am. Look, if I am, I'd better go lie down. It's time for my nap. <laughs> Walter, let's not be termagant now in front of the Lone Ranger. Termagant? Yes. Let's Get not an be, interpreter, let's Termagant. Not be bitter. This fella is the idol of millions of kids, one of our most popular cowboys. Well, he's such a big cowboy, let's hear him sing something. Sorry, Mr. O'Keefe, uh, I don't sing. My hand. Thank you, sir. Congratulations, Mr. <laughs> I wouldn't take up singing. 
I wouldn't take up singing even if Silver started playing the piano. Say, you, you know Silver might fool you. I'll bet you can play the piano. That's a smart horse. Oh, look who finally picked a smart horse. <laughs> Pick one. Uh, say, Bing, huh. I never hear anything about your racehorses anymore. Where are they? I wish I knew there's a big reward out for them for kidnapping jockeys. <laughs> All is just joshing, Ranger. I sold my horses to a fella. For money? Sure, so, sold them to a fella in Kentucky. Oh, Confederate money, that, that's different. <laughs> that's different, but it's pretty money. It's very pretty. Well, Ranger, as long as you're here and dressed for the part... Supposing we get on the trail of some desperados. I think we should put on a little play here. Okay. Tell you what, Bing. You can be the sheriff of uh, Creep Along Crosby. Okay, Ranger. And Walter will be the assistant creep. Droop Along O'Keefe. What's his name? Droop Along O'Keefe. Droop Along uh, You got that, huh? Yep. Good. Yep, Crosby creeps and I droop. <laughs> right. Mr. Carpenter, will you set the scene? Certainly, Bing. Hi-oh, Kenneth away! Ladies and gentlemen, we now take you back to the days of the last frontier. Our scene opens in the jailhouse of that dusty little Texas cow town known throughout the West as Dusty Little Cowtown, Texas. I'm the sheriff, people on Crosby. We find Sheriff Crosby barracuded in his own jail. Oh. Hey, that's barricaded, Ken. Thank you. No barracudas in Texas at all. We find Sheriff Crosby hiding in his own jail with his deputy, who's dressed in black trousers with a black Stetson on top of his black hair, and his black eyes peer out from under bushy black brows that match his black mustache. Sheriff Crosby speaks to him. Say, Red, uh... My name... <laughs> Say, Red. My name's Droopalong, Creepalong. Well, Droopalong is sheriff of this town. I calculate to clean out... Three-fingered Luke and his gang of rustlers. Three-fingered Luke? Yep. You mean four-fingered Luke? Three-fingered Luke. Don't you read Winchell's column? <laughs> How did he lose another finger, Creepalong? Well, Droopalong here sharpening a pencil, one of them newfangled pencil sharpeners, and I forgot to say when. <laughs> What's Luke doing with pencils? He can't write. Don't use them for writing. Use them for toothpicks. Say, that's a good idea. After he picks a tooth, he can put an X on it so he don't forget and pick it again. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we've been a-hiding in this here jail ever since Three-Fingered Luke. <laughs> I'll read it again. Where is that he? good? I'll read Where it is again. he now? Back in the upper rack? <laughs> <laughs> we've been a-hiding in this here jail ever since Three-Fingered Luke and his gang came to town. This is a grim situation, Creepalong. You're Creepalong. Oh, yeah. I tell you... I tell you, I'm worried sick. No, you're creep-along. Oh, I keep forgetting. Well, the situation's desperate. Luke is coming over here and shoot up the jail. Unless we put a gold frame around his picture that's hanging in the post office. It ain't in the post office no more. I hung it in the bathroom. Are we out yonder? Yeah! <laughs> along I'm really on the spot. I got to get me the Lone Ranger. There's our man. If we can get him to help us... Howdy, Sheriff. Why, it's a Lone Ranger. What are you doing here, Lone Ranger? I'm lonesome. <laughs> well, I don't blame you. You've been standing outside there for about four and a half pages. <laughs> hey. 
What's that piece of rope dangling in your hand there, Ranger? I've either found a lasso or lost a horse. <laughs> sure good to see you here, Ranger. Where's your Indian friend, Tonto? Ugh, me, John Scott Tonto. <laughs> Tonto, he's too ton Tonto. <laughs> Ranger, you sure this man's an Indian? Indian? He's a whole tribe. Uh, <laughs> well, boys, we're not getting anywhere cowering here in the jail. Let's get out and find Two Fingered Luke. Come on, men. Hey, Silver! Hey! Hey, Silver! Come back! I'm not on yet! <laughs> All right, pull up here, men. Whoa, city big fellow. Whoa. Whoa, Savington. Whoa, Crampton. I'll be very quiet, men. Mm -hmm. There's Luke's cabin there in the clearing. Everybody down on their hands and knees, and we'll crawl through the sagebrush. Okay. This crawling is sure tough on your knees. Keep your head down, Drupalong. Say, I'll be... Where are you, fellas? Hey, fellas. Where are you? Drupalong. You're in a gopher hole. <laughs> I thought it was kind of dark. Unless you know them gophers, come on out. We've got to draw our gun. <laughs> Say, creep along. You better hold your hand over the muzzle of your gun. What for? All the candy's spilling out. Go on, <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> Quiet, man. Quiet. I'm going to smoke Luke out of his cabin. Let me smoke Luke out, Ranger. You know how? Do I? Well, I've been smoking Luke's for nigh on a 20... <laughs> All right, then. Start shooting. Hold your fire. Creep along. Luke's coming out. Yeah, I'll surrender, man. I knew we'd get you, Luke. Well, I ain't worried about you or creep along, droop along. You ain't, huh? Nope. But when the Lone Ranger comes to town, I just gotta come out. Well... Thank you, Luke. Say, Ranger, could I have your autograph and a silver bullet? Well, I don't know. Sheriff, uh, what's this man's record? Well, I'll tell you, Ranger. Let me see here. He's wanted for bank robbing, cattle rustling, pouring pies in water holes, holding up stagecoaches, claim jumping, and he's also 16 cents overdue on his library card. <laughs> 16 cents overdue on his library card? Well, well, it ain't my fault, Ranger. With my shortage of fingers, it takes me longer to turn pages. Half the time, I'm a licking air. That's no excuse, Luke. Come on, creep along. Let's take this criminal back to jail. Come on, Silver! Hi, Silver! Thank you, Ranger. Thanks a lot for coming along tonight and joining us in this happy Western Hoke. You know, folks, in addition to uh, writing uh, musical comedies and pictures, Irving Berlin, uh, from time to time, uh, likes to knock out a pop tune just to keep his hand in. Here's his uh, latest. It's become quite a hit through the late fall and early winter months. <laughs> ¶¶ 
longer must I wait, Kate, till you let me know my fate, Kate. The sun's down, the moon's out, there's no one in sight. My questions need answers, tonight is the night. Nine o'clock, we had a date, Kate. I've been here since half past eight, Kate. I came a little bit early, I couldn't wait. Have I come too early, too late? Can I have a word with you? Yeah, I can, but before you say a thing, I must congratulate you. You were absolutely outstanding as one-fingered Luke in our sketch. Oh, I'm glad you liked Thanks. it. Fine performance. Smooth. You know, that puts me in the mood for a Western commercial tonight. If you're a hit in the trail for a winter vacation, sling that powerhouse Philco Portable on your saddle. Rides the whole radio range, high, wide, and handsome. Ropes in more stations all along the dial. Plays on trains, planes, and horses. Plays on horses, huh? Yes, we'll pick up something at the eighth pole at Santa Anita this winter, huh? Oh, in front by five. Thanks. Now, give me time to get down. <laughs> you spoiled it all. Sorry. I was going out to get me a 10-gallon hat. Anyway, that Philco Portable is a powerhouse. It does get you more stations all along the dial. And it will play on trains, planes, yes, even horses, without needing a special aerial. The price won't throw you either. It's still the greatest performing portable you ever listened to. But Philco's found a way to cut the cost without cutting corners on quality. Plays on its own long-life battery, or plug it into the house current anywhere. And by the way, you stay-at-homes will find this Philco portable makes a mighty handy extra radio for traveling around the house. See your Philco dealer now for the tops in portable radios from Philco, the leader. The big song hit of the midwinter season seems to be Jack Owen's song, How Soon. This is a good thing, too, because Jack's a nice boy with a growing family. He could use a hit. How soon will I be seeing you? How soon I wish I really knew when will you be saying words I want to hear? Tender little love words, story old, meaning clear. How soon will I be close to you? And dance the way we used to do. I see your star eyes gleaming. Don't mind me if I'm dreaming. Tell me, darling, now how soon. Darling, now 
Before cutting out for Mikasa, I want to thank Walter, Double or Nothing O'Keefe, and Brace Beamer, better known as the Lone Ranger, for riding in tonight. Bing, I had a lot of fun playing cowboy. So did I, Walter. Say, Brace, being from the cattle country, do you have any particular brand? Yes, I do, Bing. Cheerios and kicks. That's right. General Mills' great breakfast food. Speaking of food, Bing, I'm going home and have a bowl of Campbell's soup. Good boy, good boy. I may fillet a filco later. I don't know yet. <laughs> travels around, if you run across our guest star for next week, would you drag him in here for us? Hmm? Oh, glad to, Bing. Who is it? Rudolph Schmohoffer. Also the charming Chanteurs, Evelyn Knight, and Gracie Allen's husband, George Burns. Good night, Brace. Good night, Bing. Good night, Good night Walter. Bing. Good night, folks, and thank you. This program was produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Bill Morrow and Murdo McKenzie. Tune in to Philco Radio Time next week and hear Bing Crosby, John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Airs, and Bing's guests, George Burns, Evelyn Knight, and Rudolph Schmohopper. And for tops in radio listening all the time, get a Philco, famous for quality the world over. Hello again. This is Buck Benning speaking. You may have noticed that our year of replacements has struck again, this time on the Jimmy Durante show. Uh, Jimmy will be out for uh, four weeks, and last week uh, he had subbing in for him. For his replacements were uh, Red Skelton and Gary Moore, who was his uh, guest host uh, for years on the Jimmy Durante and Gary Moore show. Uh, and a uh, very successful show. I would love to be able to bring you episodes of that, but um, unfortunately, very few episodes are, uh, survive. I think there's about a half, uh, about a dozen episodes, and half of those have really poor sound quality. But luckily, he spun off into his own program, which we have that we've been bringing to you all year, and uh, that exists in really high sound quality. And now, tonight, for his replacement, you're going to enjoy Bob Hope. Uh, he definitely um, had a lot of powerful friends and a lot of talented friends who could, who could uh, sub in for him. I think you're going to be delighted with the different um, hosts we have for the Jimmy Durante show while he's gone uh, for these four weeks. So, anyway, uh, hope you enjoy Bob Hope. We don't uh, get to hear a lot of Bob Hope um, so this is a special treat for us, and we will um, see you folks next week for more Jimmy Durante without Jimmy Durante. <laughs> Good health to all from Rexall. From Hollywood, it's the Jimmy Durante Show. Rexall drugstores who carry the complete line of top quality Rexall drug products 
bring you the Jimmy Durante Show with Peggy Lee, Candy Candido, Roy Bargy and his orchestra, yours truly, Howard Petrie, and Jimmy's guest star, Victor Moore. Folks, you'll be glad to hear that Jimmy's recuperating nicely and will be back on the show in two weeks. But volunteering his services to stand in for Jimmy tonight is his good friend and your good friend, one of America's great personalities, Bob Hope. <laughs> much, Howard. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob substituting for Jimmy Durante Hope, telling all you lovers, use Pepsodent with the girls and you'll be a smash. If you don't, you'll end up going steady with Mrs. Calabash. <laughs> well, I'm happy about filling in for Durante tonight while he's recuperating. I dropped over to see Jimmy this afternoon. As I walked through the door, one beautiful nurse was holding his hand, another was stroking his forehead, and the third was running her fingers through his hair. I think he'd be a long time convalescing. <laughs> But Jimmy is really getting the best of care While I was there, one of the doctors popped in Took one look at him and said, ah, oh, this patient looks fine And he pointed to Jimmy Schnoz and said But I'm afraid the baby's a little overweight <laughs> That's what he said <laughs> Yes, sir But they operated on Jimmy uh, New Year's Eve They wouldn't let me stay for the opening So I went down and saw the opening <laughs> Is that that good? <laughs> figure on anything there. I love gravy. So I went down for the opening of Road to Rio at the Paramount. I thought I got around to that pretty cute, too. Boy, what a night to hold a premiere. One drunk stepped up to the ticket winner. The girl started pressing the ticket button. He said, here's $5 for the kitty. Play old Anxiety. Should have stayed with my opening. Everything was going great until they flashed down the scene where Crosby and I take the boat for South America. Just as the boat was pulling out of the picture, three drunks ran up to the screen, yelled, Bon Voyage, and tried to climb aboard. <laughs> and I wouldn't exactly say that people were having fun in the theater, but Crosby, Lamour, and I stopped what we were doing on the screen to watch a couple in the balcony. <laughs> and there was a bad accident out front when a drunk drove his car right into the theater. He thought the road to Rio was a shortcut to Azusa. All, <laughs> which one you working on? <laughs> All the celebrities turned out for the opening. Clark Gable was there, but they wouldn't let him in. He had 25 bags of popcorn. The limit is four. <laughs> he came formal, and that's the first time I ever saw a tuxedo with feathers sticking out of the bag. <laughs> Imagine $200 for six ducks. Well, it's still cheaper than you can get them at the butcher shop. And I ran into Frank Morgan in the lobby. He was complaining that his fine should have been $100 instead of $200. His ducks were only half shot. <laughs> Thank you, Seagulls. What an audience. What an audience that theater. I was telling my biggest jokes on the screen, and I heard a guy crying, so I went over, tapped him on the shoulder, and said, Look, friend, drunkenness is a curse. Why don't you join Alcoholics Anonymous? He said, I did yesterday. This picture is part of the cure. <laughs> And when Crosby was singing his big number, a drunk staggered into the theater down the aisle, put one foot up on the orchestra rail and, rail and yelled, stop that yapping, bartender, and get me a scotch and soda. <laughs> but the Paramount wasn't the only theater having trouble with the customers on New Year's Eve. It was so bad at the hitching post, Roy Rogers and the Indians got together and started shooting back at the audience. <laughs> Hey, Bob, 
Yeah, I'm yes, sorry sir. to interrupt you, but there's a man here to see Jimmy, and he says it's very important. It's Jimmy's old pal, Mr. Ripple, the United States Commissioner of Rivers and Waterways. Oh, well, I'll talk to him. Glad to meet you, Mr. Ripple. <laughs> Shut that sewer. This guy must be a Republican. His conversation comes out kind of dewy. I'm sorry, Mr. Ripple. Jimmy isn't here tonight, but maybe I can help you. Well, we're having a lot of trouble with the reservoir. Would you mind adjusting your nozzle and sprinkling that line at me again? He said we're having a lot of trouble with the reservoir. This kid must have been running uphill. His radiator is boiling over. <laughs> well, what's the trouble with the reservoir? <laughs> I did it! <laughs> what do you hear from Listerine? <clears throat> well, Mr. Hope, the water mains are all clogged up with salmon who get caught going upstream to spoon. You mean to spawn? No, spoon. I'm talking about the ones that aren't married. That's what I like about fish jokes When they lay eggs, they lay caviar If this is serious, Mr. Hope How can I keep the salmon from clogging up the water main? Well, I could lend you Jerry Colonna You could use his mustache as a strainer Very As a strainer Let me try to save it, will you please? <laughs> I'm Did shifting the second Go ahead, it's all right. Mr. Hope, when you first went on the air, I thought you were very funny. And after hearing you tonight, I've only got one thing to say. What's that? Thanks for the memory. I'm glad he left. He caught me without my water wings. <laughs> well, what happens now, Bob? Well, Howard, it was nice meeting you and Mr. Ripple, but I've listened to this program many times, and the person I'm particularly anxious to meet is Peggy Lee. I understand she's a girl. Hello, Bob. That proves it. Peggy Lee. <laughs> oh, Peggy, you're a vision of feminine pulchritudinousness. <laughs> the writers forgot Durante wasn't on the program this week. <laughs> well, thanks for the pretty words, hey? You're looking pretty good yourself. In fact, I don't remember when I've seen you looking so good. Yes, I am looking good. When I've seen enough, I'll stop looking. <laughs> you know, Peggy... <laughs> Let's work this way, huh? <laughs> These boys think right. You know, Peggy, I have, I have a collection of your records at home, and I think they're wonderful. Well, thank you, Bob. But wouldn't it be great if we had a record with you on one side and me on the other? Yeah, and then maybe some night I could crawl through that little hole in the record and get over to your side. <laughs> hey. How about a little sample of what I'd find over on your side, Peggy? Well, I've got a little arrangement here of I'll Dance at Your Wedding. Sing it, Peggy, and sing it pretty. Jimmy's listening. I'll dance. Oh, yes, I'll dance at your wedding. I'll dance at your wedding. I'll dance at your wedding. I'll have a wonderful time. I'll drink to your father. I'll drink to your mother. Then I'll have another for all lang syne. I'll kiss all the bachelors, the young and old, and then I'll have myself another drink and kiss them all again. I'll dance at your wedding. I won't miss 
something old and something new Everybody will kiss the bride But I'll save a few for you I'll dance at your wedding I won't miss that wedding I'll dance at your wedding Am I gonna shine at your wedding and mine? If you want to be sure that the product is pure When you ask for a drug preparation By the Rexall line at the Rexall sign A Rexall identification Yes, you can be sure that more than 2,000 different drug products are pure when they bear the name Rexall. For the familiar name Rexall stands for purity, quality, and reliability in a complete line of drug products. It's no wonder that Rexall has won first place in the medicine cabinets of millions of American homes. So for any... And for all of your drug needs, always buy Rexall at Rexall drugstores throughout the nation, where 25% of America buys its drug products. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Good health to all from Rexall. What a nice commercial. It makes me homesick for Miriam. But let's see what's, uh, <laughs> let's see what's next on the sheet here. Pardon me, Mr. Hope. I'm Candy. <laughs> <laughs> this is Candy. His head must have one of those hard centers. <laughs> well, I want to read a little poem I wrote when I heard you were going to be on the show. Well, go ahead. <laughs> Now I know what made Durante ill Well, it goes like this <laughs> There's one outstanding feature On all our, all our radio shows First Durante, now it's Hope I'm feeling mighty nose <laughs> It makes a lovely couple, doesn't it? <laughs> Sounds like the mating voice of a virus X germ. But let him... But ready right here now to join me in the pinch hit spot for the schnoz is one of his good friends from show business, the glamorous, dashing, romantic star of the corset crowd, Victor Moore, ladies and gentlemen. It's wonderful to be here with you, my old pal, Jimmy Durante. Now, hold it, please. I'm not Jimmy Durante, but you're close. This is what Durante would look like if his nose had developed a puncture. <laughs> but surely, Victor, you know who I am. Listen to this. Thanks for the memory. Oh, now I know you. You're Hildegard. <laughs> I'd better get a haircut or a longer handkerchief. <laughs> But, Victor, for your information, I'm Bob Hope. After all, we knew each other years ago. Yeah, that's right, Bob. I remember when we were partners way back in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. The manager fired you. <laughs> yeah, he fired me and kept you. Well, too bad. 
Tell me, did you ever get another job? <laughs> Where have you been, boy? I work all the time. I mean, beside cutting for Crosby. <laughs> Please, you may be a victor, but I don't want any more. <laughs> Well, you may be Bob, but I don't think there's much hope. <laughs> After listening to Randy, we've got a million of them, a million of them. <laughs> well, Victor, speaking of Crosby, you know, old Flab and Drab is quite a boy on the links. This week he's holding a golf tournament at Pebble Beach. Boy, I'll bet he's out there breaking records. No, Bing's not going to try and break any records this year. Why not? Patrillo won't let him make any new ones. <laughs> I don't know what the poor kid will do for money. It's a shame, you know? Well, you know, Bob, I last... sure wish I could appear in some of those road pictures with you like Bing does, but I guess I just haven't got what it takes. Oh, I don't know. Your ears are like Bing's. Your eyes are like Bing's. You even got hair like Bing's. <laughs> the difference in our ages. Oh, don't let that bother you. With a little makeup, you can look as old as he does. <laughs> you know, in a way, you're even built like Bing. You both have that new look, ankle-length tummies. <laughs> yeah, my stomach has been out longer than the Republicans. <laughs> but I guess I haven't got the physique to be in the road pictures. Well, on the level, Vic, you haven't got a bad figure at all. As a matter of fact, I'd even say you have the body of Robert Taylor. Robert Taylor? Mm-hmm. Gee, Barbara Stangwick is sure going to be sore when she sees what I've done to it. <laughs> Hi, fellas. What's cooking? Well, nothing yet, but stick around. We'll open a can of Sterno. <laughs> ah, but to your dog, yeah. <laughs> this kid has the makings of another Mortimer Snurd. <laughs> Peggy, we were just talking about Victor being in the next road picture in place of Crosby. Hmm, sounds exciting. And I've got just the locale for you. The road to Scotland. Scotland? Oh, that's fine. Dorothy Lamour in a sarong with a wisp room hanging on it. <laughs> oh, Dorothy will love it. Scotland with its beautiful highlands and its rambling moors. Ah, that's for me. There's nothing I like better than rambling through the moors and making law with Dorothy. <laughs> Don't try to figure it out, folks We spent all afternoon cutting the script And I think we threw away the wrong part <laughs> Look, Peggy, while Victor and I figure out the plot of our next road picture Why don't you sing something? Well, as long as you ask, Bob I'll sing that great tune from Allegro The Gentleman is a Dope The Gentleman is a Dope? Hmm, rhymes with hope Everybody's so sweet around here, you know? <laughs> gentleman is a dope, a man of many faults, a clumsy Joe who wouldn't know a rumba from a wall. The gentleman is a dope, and not my cup of tea. Why do I get in a dither? He doesn't belong to me. gentleman isn't bright he doesn't know the score a cake will come he'll take a crumb and never ask for more the gentleman's eyes are blue 
but little do they see why am i beating my brains out he doesn't belong to me he's somebody else's problem she's welcome to the guy She'll never understand him half as well as I. The gentleman is a dope. He isn't very smart. He is just a lug you'd like to hug and hold against your heart. The gentleman doesn't know how happy he could be. Look at me crying my eyes out as if he belonged to me. The gentleman doesn't care about me. The gentleman does all right without me. The gentleman. Here's a 60-second story from the Rexall Laboratory. There are many things which can't be seen with the human eye, and among them are chemical changes in dark liquids. That's why the Rexall Control Laboratory uses an instrument called a titrimeter, which contains an electric eye. The electric eye actually blinks when a chemical change occurs in a solution, a change which never could be noticed by the eye of man. And what's the significance of the titrimeter? Well... It's only one of the many instruments used daily in the Rexall laboratory for scientifically measuring, analyzing, and testing Rexall drug products. But it's one more strong reason why you can always depend on any product that bears the name Rexall. So for any and for all of your drug needs, always buy Rexall at Rexall drugstores everywhere. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Good health to all from Rexall. Well, Victor, are you all set to fill in for Crosby? You bet. Get a load of this. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Please don't give the audience any ideas. Look, why did you uh, why did you pick white Christmas? Christmas is twelve months away. With my wind, I have to start early. <laughs> Well, I guess we're all set to start our road story. I don't know what'll happen, but one thing's sure, we meet Dorothy L'Amour. Dorothy L'Amour. Oh, boy. If my scoutmaster is listening, I'm not practicing my knots tonight. <laughs> please, boy, please. Your tenderfoot badge is spinning. Please. Now, there's only one more thing more we need. I'll turn on the radio here and get us a little mood music. Okay, fellas, give me the ball. We got time for just one more. Let's go, fellas. Time for just one more. How do you like that? It's a week since the Rose Bowl game and Michigan is still making touchdowns. <laughs> hey, but come on. 
It's Bob Hope and Victor Bing Crosby Moore in the greatest road story of them all. The Road to Pismo Beach. Oh, what a miserable life this is. You and I, two lowly beachcombers. Yeah, for two years we've been here in Pismo Beach trying to find the lost idol of the Incas. If we find it, we're rich. Well, one of our problems is solved. At least we'll eat today. Look, the salmon are running. I know, the salmon are running. But who's that fellow standing there in the water pleading with them? That's Henry Wallace. He'll do anything to get someone to run with him. (laughs) Well, things could be worse. I didn't tell you, but last night I had a date with a mermaid. But a mermaid is half woman and half fish. After two years in Pismo Beach, who cares? Well, I know the idol of the Incas is around here someplace Well, I'm getting discouraged There's a fellow sitting over there Why don't you ask him if he knows where the idol is? Okay, I'll talk to him Tell me, mister, who are you? I said, who are you? It's no use, Victor He's a grain speculator and won't give his name (laughs) I'll check with Amici Well, there's only one thing to do That's what you get for reading I know a beautiful... I know a beautiful senorita in Mexico who knows where the idol is hidden. Senorita Lola. Let's go down there. Maybe she'll tell us a secret. Good. It's off to Mexico and those wonderful dishes. Tortilla, tejose, enchiladas, and Carmen Miranda. <laughs> Carmen Miranda? Can you think of a better Spanish dish? Let's go. <laughs> Ah, this heat, this horrible Mexican heat pounding down with a relentless furry, disregarding our lack of water. How can we go on? We must have water. Do you hear me? Water, 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 water. Bob, it isn't hot. Why are you doing that? Every year I make at least one try for the Academy Award. Let's get going. What would Crosby do at a time like this? Well, there's Senorita Lola's hacienda right there. Bing would saunter over beneath her balcony and serenade her. Here's your guitar. Luck, kid. Okay, here goes. There, beautiful Senorita. Tell me how you like my voice from your own tender lips. What a place to run into a Sinatra fan Oh, now I recognize you You are the romantic travelers, Hope and Crosby That's right, senorita We came here to find the Inca idol And you are the only one who knows where it is is buried Yes, sir Sounds like the kind of a straight line I'd read to Kelowna Not so fast, Gisnut I will only give the secret uh, of the idol to the one I love. Who, me? No, it is the other one, Little Bucket Pants. (laughs) Good luck, kid. (laughs) Most of my friends call me Hot Lips. Oh, senor, you have swept me off my feet. You have swept me to the clouds. You have swept me to the heavens. What am I, a lover or a Hoover vacuum cleaner? How do you like it even when Bing looks like Victor Moore gets the girl? 
This is one Crosby I'd like to transcribe to a more inconvenient time. Ah, my little pudgy one, you are wonderful. For the price of one kiss, I will tell you where the Inca Idol is. I will kiss you so hard, you spin in circles. Ah, that's silly. Nobody could kiss me so hard, I spin in circles. Go on, pucker up. Does anybody want to buy a short, fat (laughs) yo-yo? was marvelous. And now I will tell you where the Inca idol is. It is buried in Pismo Beach. Pismo Beach? That's where we were looking in the first place. Well, come on, Victor. It's back in the road to Pismo Beach. Let's hurry. Some clams are having a people bake tonight. <laughs> you see, people usually have clams. The clams... <laughs> Not much there. Durante, you'd better hurry back. Your writers are drunk with power. Hurry back. <laughs> Senior reader Leo Lola was right. There's the Inca idol, and standing in front of it is a beautiful native girl. At last, we've reached our goal. Tell me, native girl, we're hoping Crosby. Who are you? <laughs> I'm Dorothy Lamour. <laughs> Forgive us, Paramount. We're working on a short budget. <laughs> Gosh, Miss Lamore, I think you're wonderful. But how do you keep that sarong up? Weak, elastic, and strong senses. <laughs> well, what are you doing standing in front of the Inca idol? Well, me beautiful Inca princess. Listen to native Inca song. If I didn't care... Honey, child, if I didn't care... Would I feel this way? Now, honey, would I feel this way? If I didn't care... You... How do you like that? The Inca spots. Oh, Bob, you realize if we're rich, our search is ended. Yes, and the old legend of the idol is that whoever finds it will hear secret words from its lips. Look, the idol is starting to speak. This is the supreme moment. Listen to the words of the Inca idol. Inca, Inca, Inca. Inca. I think I do. I think I do. Everybody wants to get into the act. Friends, here are those foremost Rexall reminders for the week. Remember, 25% of America buys its drug needs in Rexall drugstores. Remember, Rexall is that large and respected family of more than 2,000 different drug products. Remember, you can always depend on any drug product bearing the name Rexall. Remember, Rexall drug products are available in Rexall drugstores everywhere. And as Jimmy Durante always says, I do my shopping at a Rexall store, buying Rexall drugs, and a furthermore, but Jimmy Durante, he prefers them to, we buy Rexall, that's all. How about you? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Bob Hope again. I know that a lot of you are too busy to drop in at your local stationer and pick out a get-well-quick card for Jimmy. So what do you say that you and I send him a radio card that says, Dear Schnoz, when it comes to friends, we're stealing one of your own lines. Ah, Durante, you've got a million of them. Sign the American public. You know, you often hear the old saying, there's no business like show business. And one of the main reasons is the little guy with a big nose and the heart to match. Talk about a big heart. That wallet of Jimmy's gets open more times a day than the front door at Macy's. 
When it comes to butching up the English language, nobody can touch him. But any old buddy down on his luck can touch him for the shirt off his back. We in show business love the guy. There's nothing in the world we wouldn't do for him, and vice versa. Believe me, the world needs more Jimmy Durantes. But as long as there's only one, I just want to say, hurry back, schnoz. Your good friend America is getting mighty lonesome for you. Good night, folks. Good night, Jimmy. Good night, Mr. Tabelhash. Thank you, Victor Moore, and thank you, Bob Hope, for volunteering your services. I know the schnoz appreciates it as much as all of us and Rexall do here. Well, Rex all for tonight from Peggy Lee, Candy Candido, Roy Bargy, Dave Barry, who plays Mr. Ripple, and yours truly, Howard Peter. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. is the Kraft Music Hall, starring Al Jolson with Oscar LeBan, Lou Bring and his orchestra and chorus, and our guest, William Powell. So keep on looking for a bluebird and listening for its song. Whenever April showers come Good evening, folks. This is young Al Jolson in the old Kraft Music Hall <laughs> with an old song that may warm some up... Well, it'll warm up your memories. Folks, this is really an oldie. Come on, Lou Bring. Let's start the revival. Thousands of years ago or maybe more Out on an island on a lonely shore Robinson Crusoe landed one fine day No rent to pay, no wife to obey His good man Friday was his only friend He didn't borrow or lend They built a little hut, lived there till Friday But Saturday night it was shut Where did Robinson Crusoe go? With Friday on Saturday night Every Saturday night They would start in to roam And on Sunday morning they come staggering home On this island live wild men In cannibal trimming And where there are wild men There must be wild women Where did Robinson Crusoe go With Friday on Saturday night where did Robinson Crusoe go with Friday on Saturday night? Every Saturday night, they would start in a row. And on Sunday morning, they come staggering home. They went hunting for rabbits when the weather grew colder. But Crusoe came home with a hair on his shoulder. Where did Robinson Crusoe go with Friday on Saturday night? Al, is it true what Luella Parsons said last Sunday? You mean about uh, my new baby? Yes. Is it true? 
Right, Oscar. Mrs. Jolson and I adopted a beautiful little four-weeks-old baby boy. Congratulations. It's really wonderful. Thank you, Oscar. And let me tell you, this being a father is marvelous. Honestly, there's nothing like it. Yes, there is, being a mother. <laughs> well, you can say anything you want, Oscar, and it won't bother me. I'm the happiest man in the world. I'm going to raise that little kid to be a real boy. Yes, sir, we're going to be pals. We're going to hike and fish together, go swimming, and when he's about 15 years old, I'll play football with him. <laughs> play football? Yeah. Well, when the kid's 15, you'll be in your 70s. That's all right. I'll let him carry the ball. Well, I suppose you've got his future already planned. Yeah. But if my vice is worth anything, don't let him be an actor. Ah, oh, but Oscar, that's, that's just what I want my kid to be. I thought we might even make a movie short with him, you know, and call it The Little Jolson Story. It's a good idea, but who'd play the part? What do you mean, who'd play the part? Won't you have to wait till Larry Parks has a baby? <laughs> Oscar, look, my kid will do his own acting. He's going to follow right in his father's knee steps. <laughs> oh, say, Oscar, he's the cutest little fellow you ever saw. But you know something? This puzzles me. He won't play with rattles. He only likes to play with money. <laughs> Don't let him play with more than a million dollars at a time. You might spoil him. Ah, uh, Oscar, <laughs> my baby's going to have nothing but the best. Why, you ought to see the way he drinks milk and eats cheese. Well, a baby... A baby only four weeks old doesn't eat cheese. As long as I work for the craft people, he'll eat cheese and like it. Well, Al, I'm very happy for you. And I'd like to express my feelings about this whole thing with a little poem. It's dedicated to your little son, Asa Jr. Gee, that's sweet of you, Oscar. I didn't think you had it in you. It's nothing to do with what's in me, but yeah. this is the poem. It yeah. goes like this. Uh, this is the poem yeah. for Azenkamp. Yeah. It isn't home without the patter of baby feet. Yeah. It isn't home without the dieties drying so neat. Yeah. It isn't home without a kid to call you poppy. It isn't home. But it isn't half as sloppy. Oscar? Oscar, that was wonderful, but if you really want to dedicate something to my new baby, how about going to the piano and playing something? You know, a nice classical number. Does the kid understand the classics? Even better than me. Okay. For little Asa, here's a baby version of Claire de Lune.
uh, breakfasts at your house get a little humdrum, well, here's a tip that'll make the family pleased as punch. Set out a creamy white square of Philadelphia brand cream cheese to spread on the toast. Mmm, that rich, delicately fresh cream cheese is great with the toast and morning coffee. Mighty wholesome and nutritious, too. And for Sunday breakfasts, when you splurge a bit, try delicious Philadelphia brand cream cheese on hot muffins or waffles or pancakes. Those are real melt-in-the-mouth combinations when you have the rich cream cheese that's always fresh-tasting. Genuine Philadelphia brand cream cheese, you know, is guaranteed fresh by Kraft. And that's why smart shoppers always look to see the name Philadelphia brand on every package of cream cheese they buy. This is yeah. the Chopin Waltz. I started to play it a few weeks ago and didn't finish it. Are you going to play the whole thing now? I'm going to play it on the installment plan. And here's the down payment. Oh, Oscar. Oscar, when I hear you play so beautifully, I realize how little I know about high-class music. I realize how little you knew a long time ago. What? <laughs> But I love it. I really do. I, I, I love that piece you played just before the man talked about the Philadelphia cream cheese. I love that. That, that, that was uh, Debussy. That was what? Uh, Debussy, no. <laughs> and that, and that, Al, that was the first time I ever played it before Philadelphia cream cheese. Well, look, Oscar, I, uh, I don't want to appear ignorant, but... Why not? What? <laughs> Look, let me finish what I'm saying. You're jumping on me. I, I was saying I don't want to appear ignorant. And I said, why not? Well, <laughs> when a man says he doesn't want to appear ignorant, I just don't know why he doesn't, if he is. Al, don't you think I talk too much? Yeah, you do, especially tonight. Look, Oscar, <laughs> all, all I wanted to ask you was to tell me about that guy, uh, uh, Debussy. Who? Debussy, no? <laughs> Debussy, who wrote the song you played, that's all. Well, Al, he was the greatest talent of his time. Something like me. <laughs> You'll have to decide that for yourself. A contemporary once described Debussy as a musician of genius who has the forehead of a Pekingese dog, a horror of his neighbor, a fiery glance, and a slightly husky voice. Sounds more like Georgie Jessel. <laughs> Oscar, what I was trying to say was that you and I don't seem to have anything in common. You play that high-tone music, and I sing the popular stuff. I like popular music, too, especially the way you sing it. I think you're great. Thanks, Oscar. I think you're greater than I am. I agree with you. <laughs> uh, let, let's noodle something. Let's uh, noodle something, yeah. What mood are you in? Well, tonight, sure, I think I'm in the mood to sing an old Irish song. That's got to be my wild Irish rose. Sure, and you said it. My wild Irish rose The sweetest flower that grows You may search everywhere But none can compare With my wild Irish rose My wild Irish rose 
dearest flower that grows And someday for my sake She may let me take The bloom from my wild Irish rose Al, what other Irish songs do you know? Well, now, uh, I, I, I know Mother McCree, I do. You, <laughs> you can't sing Mother McCree, Al. And sure, why can't I? At the climax of the song, there's a very high note in it. Do you think you can make it? Morton Downey makes it, and he much older than I am. <laughs> Morton, Morton Downey changes his tonsils every thousand miles. Ah, uh, come on, Oscar, wrap your shillelagh around, and let's try Mother McCree. Sure, I love the dear silver that shines in your hair and the brow that's all furrowed and wrinkled with care. I kiss the dear fingers so toil-worn for me. Oh, God bless you. I'll keep you, Mother Oscar, tonight, somehow or other, my heart is filled with music. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to sing a song I'd like to sing a song I sang a couple of months ago If I only had a match Poor kid Imagine a man with all his money And he hasn't got a match <laughs> If I only had a match then my cares I'd soon forget All I need would be a match If I had a cigarette And if I had a cigarette I could watch the smoke rings curl But I'd really be all sad If I only had a girl If I had someone like you to hurry to each night In a cozy bungalow with no such sweet delight we could raise a family And a little garden patch And to think this all could be If I only had a match
If I had someone like you to hurry to each night In a cozy bungalow with no such sweet delight We could raise a family And a little garden patch And to think this all could be If I only had a man Rebox. My friends, if I'm elected, I promise you I will cut taxes. I will lower prices. I'll raise wages. I'll build roads. I'll build dams. I'll put a chicken in every pot. I'll put a car in every garage. Just a moment. Just a moment, Mr. Powell. Uh, please, please, Sonny, don't interrupt me. <laughs> go, go home until you're old enough to vote. Thank you. I promise you. But Bill, wait a minute. This is this is the Kraft Music Hall. I promise. Uh, hmm. Oh, is it? Oh yes. Oh gosh. I'm sorry, Al. But uh, 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 you know, uh, this is funny, Al. Since I made the senator as indiscreet, I keep forgetting myself. Every time I see a gathering of people, I start to climb on my soapbox. I'll put a chicken in every pot. A car in every garage. Bill, please, uh, please, you shouldn't take uh, those picture parts so seriously. What if I took the part I played in the Jolson story seriously? Well, how could you? You didn't play it. What? <laughs> no, no. Truthfully, Al, I thought you were wonderful. Thanks. Those songs you sang. The nostalgia of those scenes where you, where you struggle up to success. Oh, it really brought tears to my eyes. Gee, thank you, Bill. It's nice to receive praise from someone like you. After all, you won the New York Critics Award for Best Actor. Nothing like that ever happened to me. Well, now, don't you feel badly, Asa. I didn't do so much to win the award. In fact, I, I did just one simple little thing. What was that? I was great. <laughs> He's modest like I am. Anyway, Bill, I, I still think you're winning that acting award was wonderful. Well, thanks, Al, but y you know my childhood ambition I've never realized. I really wanted to be a scientist. I'm very interested in science. In fact, I once perfected a device so that when a girl is tired and hungry, it automatically feeds her. What did you call it? What did you call it, Oscar? A man. <laughs> Boys, what, look, wouldn't it have been wonderful if we all had been scientists? Can't you see us in our spotless laboratory working on the greatest invention of modern times? Dr. Powell, Dr. Levant, and Dr. Jolson, men in white, battling for humanity. Dr. Powell, this experiment has got to be successful, or we'll be the laughingstock of our profession, sir. Today, when I went down the street, people pointed at me and laughed, called me crazy. Little boys threw stones at me. Dr. Jolson, you shouldn't have stopped to sing. What? <laughs> I want this great experiment to be a success. But I keep hearing an inner voice saying, Dr. Levant, 
You're a failure. You're a failure. Yes, my inner voice haunts me with the same words. Dr. Powell, you're a failure. You're a failure. Funny. My inner voice just keeps saying, Jody, you're so wonderful. <laughs> I'm, I'm terribly discouraged, Dr. Powell. Night after night, I've sat here with my eye glued to this microscope. Why don't you rest? I can't get my eye loose. <laughs> well, let's not brood. Now, uh, now, let me explain this experiment. As you know, methyl iodide, if dissolved in an inert solvent and treated with metallic sodium, forms sodium iodide. And the two methyl groups join together, forming ethane, CH3CH3. Uh, Dr. Tosin, do you follow me? Yes, but at a quite a distance, really. <laughs> well, gentlemen, let us examine this culture under the microscope. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think, Dr. Jolson? Hmm. Hmm. And you, Dr. Levant? I think hmm, too. You know, if this turns out right, it will be an invaluable vaccine. Be certain that you know the formula. Wait. I'll write it down. No, 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 no. You mustn't. It might fall into enemy hands. Just memorize it. And when you have it memorized, destroy your mind. <laughs> I can vouch for Dr. Jolson. <laughs> Dr. Powell, let's check the experiment. I'm anxious to know the result. Oh, very well. Now, Dr. Levant, add five cc's of aqueous solution. Got it. Now, Dr. Jolson, add the 24-hour broth culture of Staphylococcus aureus. I'll add it, but I don't know what it means. <laughs> now, quickly, three cc's of hydrochloric. Right. One ounce of potassium permanganate. Right. And a box of does. Why the box it does? No use taking chances. <laughs> now, there, gentlemen. <clears throat> we'll warm it slowly over the Bunsen burner. Mm -hmm. If the solution turns green, we have been successful. Look, it's changing color. But wait, it isn't green, it's red. Well, that's close enough. What? <laughs> Now I must test it on myself. One cc. A slight scratch of the needle, and... Oh, oh, the reaction is wrong. I'm going. I'm going fast. Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen, it's been grand working with you. But we all have to go sometime. Every scientist takes this chance. Gentlemen, goodbye. But you haven't scratched yourself with a needle yet. Of course not. You think I'm crazy? <laughs> Nevertheless, gentlemen, we have discovered the greatest cure in the world. Wonderful. What does it cure? What does it cure? What does it cure? Gentlemen, we face our greatest challenge. For our next project, we must invent a disease that this cure is good for. <laughs> the clever little trick of whipping the famous Philadelphia brand cream cheese? Well, here's a two-minute kitchen trick that turns an ordinary dessert into something super special. Just put a package of genuine Philadelphia brand cream cheese into a little bowl, add a very small amount of milk, and whip it up with a spoon. 
In a hurry, that rich and wonderfully fresh-tasting cream cheese gets fluffy light. And here's a lickin' good topping for gingerbread, baked apples, baked pears, or a one-crust fruit pie. Just be sure you do this trick with a cream cheese that's guaranteed fresh by Kraft, the one and only Philadelphia brand. Every time you buy cream cheese, make sure that the packages are marked with the word Philadelphia, the brand that's been famous for flavor more than 60 years. Folks, one of the most wonderful memories I have of all my years in show business is the memory of a beautiful young girl who rose from an obscure little dancer in a small-time vaudeville act to become one of the brightest stars on Broadway. And believe me, no one deserves success any more than this talented, gorgeous girl. Marilyn Miller was her name. One of her greatest shows was Flo Zigfield's Sally. And I'm sure many of you remember Marilyn when she sang... Look for the silver lining. Look for the silver lining Whene'er a cloud appears in the blue Remember somewhere the sun is shining And so the right thing to do Is make it shine for you A heart full of joy and gladness Will always banish Sadness and strife So always look for The silver lining And try to find The sunny side of life producers of Cast Timberlade, starring Spencer Tracy and Lana Turner. Tune in again next Thursday when our special guest will be Bing Crosby. This is Ken Carpenter saying goodnight. Stay tuned into this station to hear Jack Carson with Eve Arden, who will follow immediately. Add extra zest and flavor to your meals by using Kraft's prepared mustards. 
Kraft Salad Mustard is a light golden mustard made for those who prefer a mild flavor. For those who like a sharper mustard, there's Kraft's Mustard with snappy horseradish added. You can use these creamy mustards in many appetizing, food-saving ways. Look for and buy both of these delicious Kraft Mustards in your food store tomorrow. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.